and welcome back to the Scenario 7 podcast. My name is Sam and today I'm joined by my two co-hosts. It's Joe Roberts and Matt Collier. How are you two doing? Doing good, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, Matt? Yeah, I'm all good, Sam. Thank you for once again having me on the podcast. No worries, mate. And we're here for a Saudi Arabian Grand Prix preview. It's the penultimate race of the season, so plenty to get excited about. But first of all, we want to pay tribute to a man who very sadly passed away on Sunday, age 79, that being Sir Frank Williams. And this week, we don't have fond memories of Saudi Arabia, as there's no... This is the first race there, but we have fond memories. We're going to talk about some fond memories of uh, Sir Frank, of course, the founder and former team principal at Williams. So, guys, what are your fond memories of Frank? And very sad to hear about his death uh, this week. Matt, do you want to go first or or sure? Ah. I don't mind going first if you want me to. Yeah, yeah, you're you're the guest. Okay. Um, Yeah, uh, Frank Williams, it's... He's always one of the most hardest working people in motorsport. Um, I think he won nine constructors championships with them. Um, there's quite a famous um, quote that someone wrote down of he was asked to get uh, fish and chips, um, but because of Williams's financial um, struggles, he ended up getting uh, two spark plugs. Um, Williams always struggled financially. Um, but that didn't stop Sir Frank plugging away. Um, he kept working really hard. Um, even one, he's one of his best friends, um, tragically crashed uh, the year after they, they were brought into the sport, but um, that didn't stop him from working hard and getting more championships. And then sadly in France, um, he ended up crashing and losing control, which um, broke his neck. But even then, um, just showing what a great character he was, he still had the determination to keep working hard and was back in motorsport. And uh, yeah, he'll be uh, massively missed. Yeah, I yeah, it, it was completely agree um, with Matt. It was is quite a shock, I think. Well, to the F one kind of world in a way that is here in the news that he he died. Um, I think. Is even more shocking that he, they just given up the team. I think um, a year and a half ago, um, to obviously the, the the now owners. I think it's a like US investment company. So it, it's quite sad. It was the longest I think independent run run F one team until until that place. Um, my my fond memory of of him was him going around the track. I think it was a couple of years ago. I can't remember. I think it was. 2018 when Lewis Hamilton took around Silverstone I think in a Mercedes AMG I think that that that, that I know it's a sky like show like sky preview I think it was of the Silverstone Grand Prix but it kind of makes you think of how hard work and how much you love the sport um as Matt said how how he's like a very working man and he he will yeah he I think, as I think um, Russell and Latifi would say, is that the family name will always be in, in Williams. I don't think the sport will allow Williams's name to to get 
rid of set like for example like McLaren is still McLaren after Bruce McLaren died I think and yeah it's it's a testament to how hard how hard working he was he worked with amazing drivers like Aaron Senna Damon Hill I think oh, I can't remember, um Nigel Mansell and all he, he yeah he the Williams I think will will stay for a long time and hopefully in 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 the coming years that Williams can turn to to glory and and um kind of uh remember him by by winning championships and winning races racing mm. races yeah i really want to echo those words he is one of the most influential people british people in f1 history i think i think that's fair to say the founder of williams they won nine constructors seven drivers championships in the 80s and 90s which is just incredible he lived his dream he just was a part of f1 even as matt said after his terrible injury that he suffered in france in 1986 he still remained uh, really involved with the team. He was in a wheelchair since then, so he couldn't come to every race, but he'd stay in the factory working hard. The drivers that drove under him, as Joe said, are quite unbelievable. Alain Prost is another one, uh, Jacque Villeneuve. So many fantastic drivers, with Villeneuve being the last time they won a championship when, with him winning the drivers in 1997. He lived and breathed F1. He is a true legend and I, he will never be forgotten. And I do hope that they keep uh, the Williams name forever because he deserves it and they need to, he, he, he needs to be in living memory because he is a legend. I think that's fair to say. Now, moving on to uh, the preview of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Let's let's talk about the track because it's a, it's a new track here in Jeddah and it's a street circuit that where they had to build the street. Uh, what, what do you guys think about um, this new track? Um I I it's for, for me it's a Middle Eastern track. I think it's quite easy to describe that. I think it, as in as in playing on because obviously it's on the F1 games now after the update. Obviously, there's problems with the difference between handling mod, a model and actual driving is completely different. But I didn't particularly like it um, playing on the F1 games. But again, it's as I said, it's not real life, so it could be completely different. I think if if they, as in, I remember, I can't remember. I think it's Pat Simmon. I think he said that it was fast flowing. He wanted it to be overtaking, uh, which obviously the long stretch it will be. Um, I think the most interesting part of this track will be will, which team will it suit? Because obviously Red Bull, high speed um, corners, I mean, like um, that, that could favour them. But then obviously the straights will suit Mercedes. So it could... Is a bit of a, as in just wait and see, I think, as in a Qatar, I think we kind of ripped apart and then it ended up being a good race because of the tyre wear. It could be like that, the, the tyre wear could be ridiculous that makes this this track um, 
interesting, but also with the tight uh, narrowness of the of the um, circuit, uh, street circuit, it could cause a lot of crashes more than than Azerbaijan would. Um, yeah, Joe's covered a lot uh, of important stuff there. Um, it's a six kilometer track, uh, 27 corners. Uh, the one thing I'm most interested to see is how the cars actually follow each other and um, if there's actually room for overtaking because there's quite a lot of narrow parts of the track. And as Joe said, there's going to be a lot of uh, crashes, I reckon, uh, throughout the weekend. Um, I'm interested to see how the tyres go this weekend. I'm, I'm thinking back to Baku and those tyre failures. I feel like there might be some similar instances instances this weekend um yeah but all in all i'm still looking forward to the race mm, yeah it's certainly going to be an interesting one it is a very fast track i'm pretty sure it's the fastest track in the calendar with 79 percent at full throttle that is that is obscene that is absolutely ridiculous that 79 percent of the race will be done at full throttle as you said, 27 quarters, but only 14 will require the cars to ease off or break. Again, it just shows this track is so quick. And Martin Brundle uh, did a tweet, and I think he put it best. It's a track that will significantly reward the brave and the accurate. I think that's defi- uh, definitely a great way to put it because there's you've got to be brave to make a move round this track not on the straights necessarily but if you're going to try and make a move around one of those flowing corners then you've got to have some cojones on you because they are very very fast um i do worry to be honest i do have worries about this track because of how fast it is if there's going to be an accident it's not going to be low key it's going to be quite a big a quite a big crash you get that with a lot of these street circuits but with this one done at such a fast speed the marshals and the stewards have got to be on it otherwise there could be a really bad collision and i do worry about that and think that because it's a it's the first time they're racing here and b because of its high speed that stuff could happen i i really hope that nothing major happens but it's definitely a worry for me but um, now it's time to hand over to Robert for the return of our track guides using the F1 2021 game. Hello and welcome back to the Scenario 7 track guide. This is the brand new Jeddah circuit in Saudi Arabia and it's the fastest street track ever. Coming in at 6.1 kilometers in length, it's also one of the longest on the calendar. Uh, it also takes the number one spot in terms of corners, 27 to be precise. The brake pedal might feel left out around here as drivers will have to go flat out through almost 80% of the track. Turns 1 and 2 form this uh, chicane which is actually the slowest combination of turns in the entire lap. Position the car towards the outside wall for a good line into turn 4, easy on the brakes now during entry and then ride the curb through turns 5, 6 and 7, engine braking into turns 8 and 9. And full power towards turn 13 on this first long straight line. This long left-hander marks the beginning of sector 2, which is just as quick as the first. Full throttle through turns 14, 15 and 16, and then gently break into turn 17 right now. As I said before, use as much curb as possible for the entirety of the lap. Curves will guide you here around Jeddah. 
I suspect we might see a few lockups here and there throughout the race simply because it's so difficult to warm the brakes around here. Then another slight braking into turn 22 to begin the final sprint of the lap through sector 3. A long left-hander which combines turns 25 and 26 will take you to the final corner. You'll have to prepare to push that brake pedal hard now and take as much curb as possible on the exit of turn 27. You open the DRS and then across the line you go. That's a lap of Jeddah. Thanks for that, Robert. Now time to give our general predictions. Give me five things that you expect to see over the course of the weekend. Uh, okay. Um, I, I, this is going to be a red flag and it's probably safety car themed. Yeah, I, I think there'll be three safety cars in the race. Uh, just due to the fact, as you said, Sam, it's going to be very dangerous and uh, pinpoint accuracy uh, you need, you'll need. I think there'll be also three red flags as well. Um, most of them, I think, will be in practice just because it's new and there'll be a lot of dust on the track and we all know that the the, um, the track needs to be green, sort of rubbered in. Um, I think Hamilton will, will uh, put a dent into Verstappen's lead um, going into the final round. Um, I think there's going to be an impetus on the teammates from Mercedes and Red Bull. Um, so I think one of the drivers will back the other one up. Um, I don't, I don't, not really, I don't really know which one. And the last one, I think the Haas drivers will crash just because of the nature of their car being very twitchy. Um, for my general five predictions, uh, I think Mercedes will qualify one and two. Uh, for my second prediction, it's definitely one that's out there, but um, I think Sergio Perez will struggle in qualifying at this track. Uh, we've been to two, Grand, two new Grand Prix um, this year. Uh, he qualified P16 at Zandvoort and P11 at Qatar. So maybe maybe he's not third time lucky. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think there'll be a red flag in qualifying. As Joe said, I think there's going to be a lot of red flags and safety cars. Um, I think both McLarens will score points. Um, Daniel Ricciardo hasn't scored points in the last three races and McLaren have just generally had some bad luck. So... Uh, I think their luck will uh, change this weekend. And then for my fifth prediction, I think someone will get a puncture uh, during the race. Some interesting predictions there from both of you. I've, I'm going to start off with, I think the Mercedes will be dominant this weekend. I think that the track will suit them. Hamilton has got his Brazil engine in, and we know how fast that is. And I think that Bottas could potentially do well. So I think the Mercedes will be the dominant team. I've got McLaren to narrow the advantage to, uh, of Ferrari. So I think that they will get more points than Ferrari. I don't think that the difference will change much. I still think that Ferrari have tied up third place in the constructors. But I think that McLaren will have a good weekend here and that this is finally a race after a few that haven't that suits their, their car. My third one is pretty out there. I've got six red flags over the weekend. 
And this this could be in qualifying practice or the race. However, because of the nature of the track, I don't think that the safety cars can be used that much because there's not much runoff. So if something happens, a car will be rebounded still onto the track. So I think that that will mean that they'll use a lot more red flags than they'll use safety cars. I think they could even use no safety cars and just six and just six red flags just because of the nature of it. My fourth one is, it's just a complete guess, but after so much success last week, I think that there'll be a double DNF for Alpine. I think you, this luck in the sport can vary from week to week. And after doing so well at Qatar, I think that they'll get really unlucky and have a double DNF. But I still think that they've tied up that midfield battle with Aston and Alf Tauri. And then my final one is Russell top 10. Another hot take. But if the wind doesn't, if the wind stays low and there's no wind, their car suits fast tracks, and I think that they, I think that the Williams and especially Russell could do well, and I think that Russell could potentially sneak into the top ten, especially if there's quite a few DNFs. But we'll have to wait and see. Now let's get let's get precise with our predictions and talk about the top five, starting with fifth. So who do you think is going to finish from fifth to first? Matt, do you want to? I'll let, I'll let you go, Joe. Oh, great. I was <laughs> wanting to see what you said. Anyway, um, I think Ricardo will be P5. I think the, um, yeah, I think it suits Mercedes powered, as you said, because I also do think Russ will get into the points. So, yeah, Ricardo P5, Norris P4, but I do think he can upset um, the Red Bulls and maybe take P3. So, I've got Verstappen. P3, um, Bottas in P2, but if Verstappen, I think, has a um, an extra point, they might, I don't know, they might try and play games if Perez, I don't know, Perez in front or whatever. So for me, Bottas P2 and Hamilton will win it because I think he'll be dominant. As Toto Wolf said, it says it was the spice engine in. Um, for my top five, uh, starting with fifth, I think uh, Lando Norris will come fifth. Uh, P4, um, carrying on my regular theme, uh, I think Charles Leclerc will finish P4. And then first step on the podium, I think, will be Bottas. Uh, but I still think Verstappen will be able to get past Bottas uh, during the race. Uh, so P2, I think, will be Verstappen. And then winning the race will be Hamilton. Mm, yeah, I've got I've got a similar similar prediction to you, Matt, with the top three exactly the same. I've got Sergio Perez in fifth. I think that he will get into the top five, even if Joe has no faith like he always does. I've got Lando Norris in P4. I think the track will suit McLaren, and they really do need to get some points if they're to have any hope of trying to catch Ferrari, which we also don't think they have. In third, I've got Valtteri Bottas. Solid podium for him, but I think Verstappen will be too quick. Verstappen in second, and Lewis Hamilton rounding up the podium, getting a win, and hopefully getting fastest lap so it's level going into 
um, Abu Dhabi, which would be very exciting. But yeah, that's, that wraps up our preview of the uh, Jeddah track in Saudi Arabia, which we're going to be racing this Sunday. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, download, comment, whatever you do, whatever you need to do. Let us know who you think your top five are. And we will bring you a review on Monday of a hopefully very exciting race. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and watching, and we'll see you then.